0: Thank you for tuning in to Forgiveness Fridays, where people openly share their raw and uncut forgiveness stories, which may be too detailed for young ears, so please listen with that understanding. We have chosen not to edit any of this content because forgiveness isn't edited. We're so glad you're joining us on this forgiveness journey, and remember, you too can be forgiven. No, the Bible says, if you condemn others, you will be condemned. If you judge others, then you will be judged. Oh, but if you forgive, then you will be forgiven. Won't you come join us? Hearing how forgiveness can heal and remember that you too can be forgiven. A forgiveness story shared by Jessica Harris. Hey, everybody. My name is Jessica Harris. Um, Thank you so much for the opportunity to do this interview for the forgiveness podcast. Um, Forgiveness is definitely a big word that all too often we don't always want to indulge or talk about. Um, forgiveness is huge. It's huge for just so many different reasons, um, for peace of mind. is there. It's needed for growth. It's needed for us to be able to let go and move on past hurt situations. Um, it's just so needed in so many ways. Um, just something in a general sense for me. I personally made it a point in my life not to hold grudges against people because I didn't see the point. And holding something over somebody and allowing that to take control. And I had to learn that when I was younger. Um, Although there are things that have occurred in my adult life that I probably did hold. Not probably. There are a, a few people where there were certain circumstances that took place that I did. I did hold that grudge. And the importance of letting that go is huge. It's so huge. And sometimes you don't even realize how big of a grudge you're holding until when you are called by God to just let it go. And when he has you let it go, ooh, child, he has you let it go in such a way that you couldn't even fathom you needed to let it go. Um, And I'll get to that point in my story as well. But I'll go backwards first for you guys just to get an idea of where I'm coming from. So I had a baby back in July of 2020 beautiful baby he was my third um so beautiful just so full of life in September um I'll never forget it was September 13th Uh, he was just a little over two months old at the time and I was home with his dad and his siblings and you know just going about life as normal and you could tell he just looked off and he just he looked off in a way where it didn't make sense and I remember calling the on-call doctor and she could hear his breathing and she's like, take him now. And his breathing was labored breathing. It was just labored, like hard to breathe. Like you could, if I could describe to you of just looking at someone laying there and watching their whole body rise and fall as he took every single breath, that's how hard and that's how much effort it took them to breathe. Um, so we brought him to the emergency room and I'll never forget how 10 to 15 doctors and nurses swarmed in and just took over. They had him on the bed. They had the bag over his mouth. They were trying to give him oxygen. And it was a lot. It was a lot. He came in. um, They considered it at the time of arrival, respiratory distress. And he came in where the doctors were just baffled and confused. No one knew what was going on. I didn't know what was going on. And eventually, um, they figured it out. It was a rare medical condition um, related to a very, very, very rare form of anemia. Oh my goodness, a very, 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 I mean, so rare that the doctor who was working on him literally told us that, you know, what he has, I've only seen two cases of. My first case was two years ago. On a young child, the second case is your son. I've been a doctor for 25 years. That is the type of rareness that we was dealing with at that time. And as they did what they needed to do, they did make the comment um, to us once they stabilized him that the nurse, the head nurse who was in the room was like, I am so glad y'all brought him in when y'all did. She was like, we honestly almost lost him. Um, His blood count. So if you think of blood in the body, um, they they go by like a numbers thing. So I'll use the numbers for it. A baby that age, the numbers should be anywhere from like a blood count level of like 10 to 12. They did the tests with the blood work and thank God that they did. I'm so glad that they did because they found that he was at a 2.2. He barely had any blood in his body. He That's why he was breathing so hard. He barely had any blood coursing through him as a new mom. That is a lot to take hold on. That is a lot to just take in. And yes, I've had two other children. My children are older. One is four and one is six. Well, right now, four and six. At that time, um, three and six. And everything got settled. We went to the ICU. You know, they had to intubate him. He had to go through several, several, several rounds of emergency blood transfusions because his body literally wouldn't hold any of the blood. They would give him a blood transfusion and his body would literally attack the blood and deplete that supply. And it just kept happening over and over and over. Um, they told us that it would be a while. So if we wanted to go home, you know, get a bag, get some clothes so we can come back and get settled, um, get our kids settled. Because this was at night when we had one fear. And I said, OK, cool. And I wrote in my journal, matter of fact, that same night that I was like so many tapes of just rewinding in my head and I could remember writing down in my journal this is the day after when I had wrote everything down so I wrote this on the 14th of September of 2020 and I was like God you you protected all of us Um, I can't believe this is where we are never would I have made it without you I had took a shower last night And in my head, I was getting ready to distance myself from my newborn baby. I was getting ready to separate myself of being a part of him. I was getting ready to say, God, you can take him if you have to. I was preparing myself for the worst situation to come. I was preparing myself to have God take him from my life. Because I didn't know what to do. And as a mom, you can't imagine just having a baby going through this and having to say, God, if you must take him, take him. And I did that to protect myself, to protect my heart. In my head, I was like, well, I have a daughter and I have a son. So if he doesn't make it, it's okay. And it was a lot. It was a lot to soak in. Um, At that very moment when I had those thoughts in the shower that night, um, and this is the night of the 13th when those thoughts actually took place, I just wrote it in my journal on the 14th. But on the 13th, I'll never forget when I was in the shower and I was thinking these things. God spoke to me. He said, you can't give up now. And as soon as I heard those words, my God, my whole thinking changed. I was like, you're right. I went and played Mary Mary, can't give up now. And I must have played that 50 times on just repeat, just continuously, just non-stop, 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 non-stop until I got it in my head. I will not give up on my child. That I will not give up on his situation. That God will not allow it. He already told me. He is not going to allow me to give up on my child. I was so grateful at that very moment that God has spoke to me because had he not I don't know where I would be mentally. I don't know where things would be. There is so much power in the tongue. There is so much power in prayer. And my God, he who God is amazing, guys. He truly is simply amazing. The poem that I wrote for the baby, um, my baby boy, the September 14th, 2020. Um, and I called it baby boy, ironically enough. And it says, chocolate baby, beautiful baby, handsome baby. That's my baby. Sick baby, distressed baby, limp baby. That's not my baby. You don't sound the same. Are you my baby? You don't look the same. Are you sure that's my baby? My baby laughs. My baby cries. My baby is filled with life. Chocolate baby, beautiful baby, handsome baby, that's my baby. Sick baby, distressed baby, limp baby, that's not my baby. I say all of this to tell you guys that I had not shared, but with a handful of people, how I felt that night in the shower, And at that time, I didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell his soul. I didn't tell his dad. I didn't tell my parents. I told no one about how I felt. I didn't share this story first until last month, February of 2021. That is what, five months later? It took me five months to share how I felt. I was in a series in one of my own personal groups that I co-founded. And the series was on forgiveness. And I'll never forget, I believe it was the first day of the series. Um, It was either a Monday or Tuesday during the last week of February. And I'll never forget because I was like, all right, I was listening to a song and it was about like being worthy of God's love and praise. And I love that song. And I was just playing it. And in the middle of it, he had me go into prayer and i mean i prayed so hard where he delivered me from what i was feeling i mean he had me preaching to my very self he embodied me and preached to myself about the reason the power of forgiveness he told me i needed to forgive myself for that thought that i needed to forgive myself for believing that my son was gonna die and for just saying that I was not gonna fight for him. I had to break down and forgive me for feeling that way because that was a hurt that I had carried in me and I wasn't gonna share it with anybody. There's a book that I'm working on for him and I was gonna leave it in the book. Maybe, maybe not. But I wasn't gonna share that with anybody. But he... God sat me down and was like, before you can help to heal others, you must heal yourself first. And he did. He healed me. He released me of that guilt that I felt. And it was guilt. That's a big guilt to carry around for five months. Of you looking at your child like, my child is, oh, he is a blessing. He is beautiful. He is a miracle. And he is doing everything far more than what the doctors expected. Hypothetically, is considered a stroke of what he caught, of what he suffered as well, and he's doing so much right now. Whatever deficits we did see no longer exist by the grace of God. He has healed him. To understand that power of forgiveness is so real, the power of prayer, the power in the tongue, the power that we have to speak life over someone else. Is so real and so powerful. And I had to learn that. I had to learn that I have the ability to speak life into my situation. I had the ability to go forth and know that God will handle that under his direction, under his will. And I had to forgive myself for not believing that God would take hold of the situation and heal him. I had to forgive myself for doubting the power of God. When I say that forgiveness is so huge, it uplifts you when it's done because you're able to fully see things in a new perspective, and a new light. And it's so beautiful to see it all come together. And forgiveness is one of those things that if you don't do it, you're not doing it for the other person. You're not doing it so the person next to you or the person who harmed you or hurt you I believe. No, no, no. You forgive because that's your way of letting your heart heal. That is the way that God mends us. You have to allow love back into your heart. And where you have hate, anger, resentment, guilt, fear, that takes up space. God is a God of love and a God of light. He is a selfish God. He is a jealous God. He doesn't want to share space with guilt. That's not of him. He don't want to share space with fear. That's not of him. He needs that to move so he can be in there. He needs you to create space. So when you forgive those who have hurt you, I think of the prayer, our father who are in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. He puts it right there in prayer that we must do that. It is highly important. Ever since that day where he put me to my knees and he had me release, not just that forgiveness that I needed, but forgiveness for other things that I needed to do as well. I felt so light and I cried for so long during it because there was pains. And he said it. He was like, it's not a lot in there. It's not a lot. It's not a lot that you need to forgive others and yourself for. But that little bit that was in there, that little bit that was taking up space, he needed me to move it because he wanted the rest of that space. He wanted to take over that space. So just know forgiveness is so healing. It's so wonderful. It's so magnificent. It's so beautiful when you see it in full. And the way that you feel afterwards brings you to an entirely new level, especially when you're... In a relationship where you can talk to God on that type of level about what's going on. When you built that relationship with God, it just brings forth so many new blessings and so many new things to just come and be welcomed into your life because you're no longer harboring ill feelings of resentment, pain, or guilt, or anything like that. So I love you guys. I hope this touched somebody tonight. Uh, peace and blessings to everybody. The forgiving. The forgiving.